0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So you can't listen to people when you, you know, you launched out, you're doing something, you're trying to do what God has called you to do. And people, you got to be careful who you allow to hang around you because they'll begin to question your destiny, question your dream. Well, you know what, you you know, you could be just doing this. You should just be doing all. You got to do what God called you to do. And so you got to be careful who you allow in your circle Because the people will doubt what you're trying to do because of their own fears. You know, they fear stepping out. They fear doing something. But you got to do what God has called you to do. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. We're going to be opening, uh, coming from the book of let me say this before I go on, really quickly. I just want to say, uh, congratulate my daughter's here with us today, Joy. I know she don't like me to do this, but she just got accepted into undergrad where she's going to be a graduate. She's, she's finished college, but she's, now she's going for her master's in music. And so uh, one day you guys are going to hear her sing. She sings opera, but I'm just congratulating her on that. She got accepted into Georgia State to get her ma- start her master's. And that's an accomplishment. You know, we need to celebrate when, 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 you know, our young people are doing that type of thing. And I want to thank God for my wife this morning, my lovely bride my lot of 27 years for supporting me, for being here for me. Thank you, honey. Amen. But here we're going to be looking at scripture from the book of Exodus chapter 4. And we're going to be starting with verse 1. And here it reads, But Moses protested again. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, "What is in your hand?" A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. "Throw it down on the ground," the Lord told him. So Moses threw the staff, threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. And so I wanna speak this morning briefly on the subject, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? You see, I wanna talk a little bit about Moses here. Moses was born in Egypt during the time when the children of Israel were in slavery. And so what happened was, and some of you already know this, they were killing the Hebrew boys. And so Moses' mother knew when he was born that there was something special about him. So when he was born, her, his mother wrapped him up in, and wrapped him up in a cloth and put him in a basket. And she said, listen, I'm gonna have to, you know, let this child go so that he won't die. So she put him in the Nile River and let him go because she didn't want those, those, the, those soldiers to get to him and kill him. So she wrapped him up and she put him in a basket and, and released him. And I, and I want to stop and say something to, to you this morning. Sometimes, you know, when our children are going through things and we're, we're trying to hold on to them so tightly because we're afraid of what's going to happen to them, sometimes you just have to wrap them up in prayer. Put them in that basket and release them and know that God's going to take care of them. Because so many times, you know, we see our kids going through things and we try to just, you know, don't want them to do this and don't want them to do But God is saying, listen, I got them. And some of y'all out there have been just holding on and stopping your children from growing. And God says, I want you to just release them to me. I want, don't worry, they're going to be taken care of. And so Moses' mother put him in that, in that river and he floated down. And then uh, one of the uh, queen of Egypt, she saw him there. She saw the baby, heard the baby crying, and she took the baby out. And then she, uh, you know, miraculously what happened was she saw the baby and she said, I'm going to take care of this baby. So she, um, Moses' sister was around and said, hey, won't, won't I find one of the Hebrew women to take to nurse him? And so she said, okay. And so she ended up taking Moses back to his mother to nurse him. So that baby came right back to her. Because she released it and let it go. That's not what I'm here to talk about today. But I just want to show you how when sometimes when you just release your children and say, Lord, you're gonna, you got them. I'm going to let them go. So that's what happened to Moses. But then Moses grew up later. He grew up in Egypt. And he learned the ways of Egypt. But then when he got older, he, of course, he saw some of the Hebrews being mistreated by an Egyptian. And he killed a Hebrew. So he had to leave and go to another land because he knew Pharaoh was going to try to take his life. And so now Moses is gone and he's living in another land. Moses has gotten married. Moses has children. Moses is doing well. He's prospering in everything. And here comes God saying, Moses, I know you're comfortable, but I got something for you to do. And he comes and begins to speak to Moses and say, Moses, you got to go back and face that thing that you ran away from. And see, because sometimes in life, you know, we, we run from things and we move on with our lives and we live in a comfortable life. But God is saying, listen, sometimes you got to go back and face some things that you ran from. So he told Moses, I need you to go back because your people are still in bondage. You're, I've heard the cry of my people crying out to me and I have a mission for you and I need for you to go back. But what did Moses do? Moses didn't want to go. Moses was comfortable. He was married. You know, that's how it is. You done got your house, you are living, you're doing good. And now God is telling you, I want you to go do this. And you're like, why God, I'm, I'm doing well. I got my family, my, my kids and everything. I'm prospering over here. Now you want me to go back to Pharaoh. You want me to go back to Egypt, go back and deal with that stuff that you left behind that you never resolved." That's what God was telling Moses. He wanted him to do. Moses was being sent to speak truth to power. God's people were in bondage, and they were crying out to him, and God heard their cries. So God told Moses to go back. But Moses was lacking the confidence to do what God had called them to do. And many times when God has called us to do something, sometimes we're fearful. We lack that comfort. We're like, Lord, can I really do this? Am I really able to do this? And we begin to say, what if? Moses began to say, what if they don't listen to me? What if this, what if that? He was coming up with all these different excuses. And the Lord told him, what's in your hand? What's in your hand? And so I remember, you know, last year, you know, I had been working, you know, uh, at a certain job for like three years or so. And I could feel in my spirit that God was telling me, it's time for you to start your business again. And I was like, well, Lord, what if? What if it doesn't go well? What if things, you know, I got this job and it's it's okay and everything, but what if things don't go well? But I just felt it in my spirit. And then I was like, well, what's my wife gonna think? What is she gonna say? What if she doesn't wanna do it? You know what I'm saying? But I felt it strongly on me. And finally, when I came and I said, I gotta tell her, (laughs) it's time for me to start this business back up. What if it doesn't do well? But when I told her, she said, I already knew, honey. I could feel it that it was time and she said I'm with you. And that just that blessed me. And so we you know, I stepped back out and started it up and 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 thank God and praise the Lord it's doing well. It's prospering. God is providing. You know, even to the point where you know, my wife we 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 had a hair salon and she sold it. And so she's in school right now so she's She's in school right now. She don't have to work right now. God is blessing me to be able to take care of that household. But I had to step out on faith and get past that what if. And I couldn't listen. Let me, when you, and when you're getting ready to do something, let me stop and tell you this. When you're getting ready to do something, you, there are going to be people around you that are doubting what, you, what you're trying to do. You can't listen to the naysayers. You can't listen to those people that are questioning whether it's going to work or not. You know, because I had people coming to me, oh, you doing what you start your business? What you mean you start your business? You know, all this kind of stuff in life. And every time I would see them, like maybe weeks later or months later, they say, you're still doing your business? Everything's still going well? I'm just like, what do you mean still? <laughs> you know, I'm stepping out on it. I'm, God's called me to do this thing. So you can't listen to people when you, you know, you launched out, you're doing something, you're trying to do what God has called you to do. and people, You got to be careful who you allow to hang around you. Because they'll begin to question your destiny, question your dream. Well, you know what? You, you know you could be just doing this. You should just be doing that. No, you got to do what God called you to do. And so you got to be careful who you allow in your circle. Because the people will doubt what you're trying to do because of their own fears. You know, they fear stepping out. They fear doing something. But you got to do what God has called you to do. And so Moses, you know, Moses just went on ahead and Moses finally accepted what God has called him to do. And Moses, God told Moses, what's in your hand? He asked him a very important question. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. What's in your hand? You see, because whatever's in your hand is going to define your life. You know, everything that we do, something has to get in our hands to be able to do it and whatever you have in your hand, that's going to define your life. When God spoke to Moses, Moses had, he had a staff in his hand. God told Moses, throw the staff down. When he threw the staff down, the Bible says the staff became a snake and Moses jumped back because it it, it scared him. And so some of the things that we have in our hands that I want to talk about today, some things are snakes in our hands and we don't even realize it. Some of us have staffs in our hands and some of us have snakes. And those snakes can destroy your life. The wrong kind of serpent in your hand can destroy your life. You know, there are different things that we have in our hands that are destroying us. Sometimes it's weed. If you got just a little, if you're going to smoke weed, what do you got to do? You got to put it in your hand. Just smoke it. If you smoke a cig- cigarette, whatever, you got to put it in your hand. If you're taking a pills, pills or whatever and drugs or whatever, where's it got to go before it goes into you? You got to put it in your hand. Some things have been serpents in our hands, and they've been destroying us because we didn't know. You know, we, 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 we didn't know it's a snake because when Moses threw it down to turn into a snake, he jumped. So you don't even realize that that serpent in your hand is destroying your life. We've got the wrong things in our hands. Sometimes it's the wrong food. I like to talk about food because I see too many sick people all the time. Too much fried chicken in your, what do you gotta do before you eat it? You gotta pick it up. The wrong kind of foods, the wrong kind of drinks. We gotta start paying attention to what's in our hand because some stuff is a serpent. It's serpentine. And we got it in our hand, we're eating it, we're putting it in our mouths. We're putting the thing in our mouths and we're destroying our own lives. Some people have had weapons in their hands. If you get a gun in your hand, you could ruin somebody's life. Some people have, some people out here have gotten guns in their hands and they've gone into schools because they had the wrong thing in their hand. That gun was like a serpent in their hand. And they took lies because they had the wrong thing in their hand. Something that was like a serpent. And they use it as a weapon to take somebody out. So we have to begin to think, even myself at one time in life, and I like to be transparent, I had the wrong things in my hands. I got to a point one time in life where I was, I didn't have, I was financially out of of whack. I had lost a job and I had this one guy that come around all the time wearing, the, wearing the, the, the latest sneakers, wearing the latest clothes, all this kind of stuff, always asking me, man, you wanna do this, you wanna do this? And so finally one day I said, man, yeah, let me get, get into that. And he took me to this house, this dark apartment, <laughs> and this guy came out and, came out and gave me a gun and brought, all this, brought this stack of money to me and said, you're gonna sell drugs for me. So I had drugs in my hands, I had guns in my hands, I had crack in my hands, I had serpent stuff in my hands, And I was ruining other people's lives and ruining my own life because I had the wrong things in my hands. I had a snake in my hand, and I didn't didn't even realize it. I didn't realize it. And so it was bringing destruction to my life. It was bringing destruction to me. So we got to be careful of the things that we have in our hands because they can destroy our lives. Some people have had their heart in their hand too much. You keep giving your heart to the wrong person because you got your heart in your hand. God wants wants your heart, and you're giving it to the wrong person. You keep giving your heart to this person, to that person, to this person, and they keep hurting you because you got your heart in your hand. And God doesn't want you to give your heart to anybody except him. We give our hearts to him, and then he blesses us with that person that was supposed to be. But we give our hearts to the wrong people people. And we're broken because we keep giving our heart. We got it in our hand and we're giving it to the wrong person. You go from relationship to relationship, giving your heart away. And that's why you're broken. Whatever's in your hand has the power to change your life. And I want to show you some things today. Well, I'm not going to show it to you, right? Let me go on. I'm going to show it to you in a little bit. But God told Moses, this is what God told Moses after he had that staff in his hand he told him to throw it down. And so I want to encourage you today that whatever's in your hand, you need to throw that down. That serpent that's been in your hand, you need to throw it down. Those things that have been in your hand that have been destroying you, you need to throw it down. That's what God is saying today. That thing that has been ruining your life, throw it down it's time to get rid of it it's time to change the things that are in your hands because there are some things that God wants to have in your hand but before you can get those things in your hand you got to throw this down so you can't have weed in your hand at the same time and then have this in your hand at the same time you got to throw something down you got to get rid of one of them you can't serve God and this thing God is saying who you gonna be faithful to me or this thing. You understand? Some of us just been faithful faithful to that thing. Just holding on to it. Holding on to it. I got to have it cuz you think you got to have it. But God says you don't need you don't need that thing. It's become addictive to you. And I want you to throw it down. And when you go ahead and throw it down see cuz you don't even realize that it's like a serpent. That what it's doing to your mind when you when you's popping on it. You don't realize. It's not until you throw it down that you really can see what it really is. You think it's a staff. You see, staff is something that's there to help you. That's what a staff is. So you think that this thing is a staff to you, but it's not a staff. It's a serpent. And God is saying, throw it down. Get rid of it. Stop it. Whatever it is, everybody in here and and people watching online, you know what's in your hand that you need to throw down. It could just be a bad attitude you walking around with a bad attitude all the time. You're treating people. You're being mean to people. You need to throw that thing down. That's a serpent to you. You're gossiping about people. That's something that's in your hand. You need to throw that thing down and say, I don't want, I'm not going to do that no more. I'm stopping that. I'm turning around. I'm not doing that no more. You understand, whatever it is that you have in your hand that's destroying you, it's time to throw it down. It's time to throw it down. God saying throw it down. If you want change, you have to throw some things down. It's been so close to you for so long that you don't even recognize it. You don't recognize what it is to you. So only when Moses threw it down was he able to see the other nature that was dangerous. But after that, God told him, pick it up. Pick it up. Pick up grace, pick up love, pick up authority, pick up purpose, pick up destiny, pick up a new life. God has some things he wants you to pick up. It's time to throw it down, but it's time to go back and pick it up. Because once you've thrown that down and it's not in your hands anymore, now you, have, you can pick up some things that God really wanted you to have. See, there are some things that God has always wanted you to have. But because you have had the wrong things in your hands, you can't pick up, you can't even hold on to anything, you know, because you try to carry too many things. I would tell my wife and my daughter that they like to carry a lot of stuff. I'm like, won't you just get one thing at a time. They got all this stuff in their hands trying to go. like, then they end up dropping something, you know? I'm like just take it one just take this this one thing and that one thing and take it to the kitchen. No, they got to take all the stuff. They walking carrying a bunch of stuff in their hands and then they drop it. I'm like, "Come on, just get one, just get a couple of things, then go back and get that." You understand? Don't try to carry it all at the same time. But we got to pick up some things. God didn't call us to be empty-handed, but he called us to hold to hold something. So what's in your hands? I want to show you some things today that when you, in, 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 in your, if you get certain things in your hands, they can change your life, that I brought in this bag here. This is a little Muhammad Ali doll, <laughs> look at this little thing, this, somebody, this is, this thing is worth money too, somebody gave it to me. My mother-in-law gave it to me, and, and, and this is the champ, Muhammad Ali on the back, look, His knees bent and everything, but anyway. (laughs) Flash like a butterfly, sing like a bee. (laughs) But I I brought this stuff this morning. He has gloves in his hands, on his hands. And those gloves changed his life. You understand what I'm saying? Because he had the right thing in his hands. He had them gloves on his hands, and guess what? He was able to accomplish some things because of the gloves in his hands. Amen? This is another item that my mother-in-law gave me. It's a Harlem Globetrotters basketball. But a basketball in Michael Jordan's hands. You understand? A basketball in the right person's hands can change their lives. So you gotta begin to say, what is it? See, in my hands, it's just a ball, you know what I'm saying? It's just a ball for me. But in Michael Jordan's hands, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and so many other players, Dwyane Wade, in their hands, it's gold. You understand what I'm saying? It's gold, you understand? A trumpet, this is my old little trumpet I had. I don't play the trumpet, but I found this thing old as heck. But I found, I said one day it'll be worth money. But if you put it in the right person's hands, I was uh, uh, the guy Gillespie, whatever his name is, and Miles Davis or somebody, when you put that trumpet in that person's hands, it changed the world. They played beautiful songs because they had the right thing in their hands. You understand? So when they play it and they play it beautifully and pump back, you know, when you see a trumpet player, I've seen some guys play the trumpet like, wow. And they're playing all those notes. (laughs) I couldn't play this thing for the hell. It ain't nothing in my hands but just a doggone metal object. But in the right person's hands, it's a blessing. And then I got here. I brought this. This is something my my wife bought me for my anniversary. I'm going to show it to you. We went to Chateau Alain, and she, she saw. I said, "I like that thing. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. It's a knife, but in a chef in a chef's hands, in a person that's a chef, they can cook the best meals and cut up the right stuff. And you understand. But it also it could be a serpent. I'm not going to even say why, but you know why this could be a serpent. You understand what I'm saying? Because some people have used this in a serpent way. But in a chef's hands, somebody that knows how to cook, somebody that knows how to put meals together, this thing is a powerful thing. You understand? Amen. Hallelujah. So what's in your hands? And then I got this book. This is a Mr. and Mrs. Couple's Devotion book that somebody gave to my, my, me and my wife. See, a book in the right and see anybody can take a book you get a book in your hands and it'll change your life you understand you read the right book sometimes you've been looking for an answer for a long time and you, you've had that book sitting in the corner you pick it up and it's like man i been oh my god i've been asking god about this and here it is in a book you can just get a book in your hands and it'll change your life that even now when you see the book the bible in the hands that's the reason I chose it. because when you get that Bible in your hands, but not only in your hands, when you open it up and you begin to read it and you begin to do like uh, Joshua, meditate on it day and night, it's going to change your very life because you're going to begin to understand all of the promises that God has for you. That's why you need the word of God in your hands. You understand what I'm saying? You can read all kinds of philosophies and all kinds of this and all kinds of stuff about this and that and look at videos. But when you open up that Bible, I'm trying to tell you, and you begin to open up and look into that Bible and read that Bible and look at that Bible and meditate on that Bible and get it down in your heart. Just like David said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. When you get that word in your hands, I'm telling you it will change your life. See, some people just... uh uh, around the things of god you just been around the things of god but god don't want you to just be around he wants you to get into the things of god he wants you to get into my word he said my your word your you know david said your word is a lamp unto my feet it's a light unto my path it has wisdom it guides me it speaks to me you understand you get that word in your hand i promise you and the last thing is that i brought this when i went to hawaii for myself, this thing is a ukulele. My daughter have been trying to teach me how to play it. You know, she's like, come on, Dad, come on, Dad. <laughs> and I'm like, I be so tired, I come home, and she trying to get me to get on the ukulele. She doesn't play a little song on it or something. And it has a little palm tree on it, but in the right person's hands. You understand what I'm saying? It's people that know how to play these things. We were looking on YouTube and they were playing songs and all kinds. Of... You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I don't, I don't, for me, it's just a ukulele. It's a souvenir. <laughs> it's a souvenir. <laughs> My daughter was trying to learn how to play it though. I mean, I was trying to learn a little bit. But all I'm saying is, what's in your hands? I'm, that's what I'm trying to get you to think about today. Because whatever's in your hands that's what's gonna define your life. That's what's going, you have to figure out what, 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 what is in my hands, what does God give me in my hands that's gonna define my life. A basketball in Michael Jordan's hands won six championships. A football in Tom Brady's hands won seven Super Bowls. A microphone in Michael Jackson's hands won 13 Grammys. So what's in your hands? A piano in Beethoven's hands wrote wonderful songs. A paintbrush in Michelangelo's hands created a masterpiece. So it's what's in your hands that's going to change your life. And so we have to look at, because the other thing we have to also look at is this. You're not meant to hold everything in your hand or what somebody else holds in their hands. I want to show you something in the book of Samuel, chapter 17, verse 38. It says this in the New Living Translation. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it and took it, took and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. He said this, "I can't go in these." He he protested to Saul, "I'm not used to them." So David took them off because see they he didn't need those things in his hand. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in the shepherd's bag. Then armed with only the, his shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Here it is. Uh, Saul, King Saul is telling David, here, I'm going to give you my armor so you can go and fight the, uh, Goliath with my stuff. And David tried the stuff on. David put the stuff on. When he put it on, he wasn't comfortable with it because it wasn't what's supposed to be in his hand. He trying to go down and fight Goliath, but he but he, he couldn't use Saul's stuff because that stuff was for Saul, not for him. You understand? So there's some things that's not for you that, that you don't, you gotta use what you got. David took those five stones and that sling, and that's all he had. And you know, when Goliath saw him, he probably said, this boy coming out to fight me with a sling and a, some stones. What you, you know what I'm saying? But that's what God had given David in his hands. And so David went out there and defeated that giant. See, you, gotta, you, can't, you, can, you can only defeat the giant with the weapons that God has given you. You can only defeat Goliath with what God has given you in your hands to fight with, not what he's given somebody else. It's what's in your hands that God has given you. It's the anointing. See, because the Bible says when David took that sling and that stone, the anointing came on him. Because when you have the right things in your hands, that's when the anointing's gonna come on you. See, if you're walking in somebody else and trying to be like everybody else, you just you just doing something. But when you're walking in the calling and the thing that God has called you to do, and you got the right things in your hands, there's nothing that's gonna stop you. David went out and he destroyed Goliath. He said, who is this that defies the armies of Israel? Yeah. And he cut his head off because he had the right things in his hands. So stop trying to walk in other people's shoes. When God gave you your own, you are authentic. You are made in the image of God and he's given you something in your, own. he's given you your own five smooth stones and your sling. David had his own weapons. So when you realize what's in your hands that's uniquely made for you, the anointing will show up. So here's how you discover what's in your hands that God has ordained for you to do and use for his glory. I want to give you five ways to do that, and then we'll end. Well, six ways to discover what's in your hands. Number one, what are you naturally good at? you just good at it. You know, they got some comedians. They just naturally funny. When you see them, you, they, don't, they don't even have to try to make people laugh. It's just natural for them. There's some people when they're in the kitchen, they just natural with it. There are barbers when they cut hair. You know, when you watch them cut, they just smooth. People come in, they just and you're cutting and your hair, be looking smooth. If you had hair, you know, hairdressers. You know, see when my wife was doing hair, you know what I'm saying? A curling iron in her hand was something different than somebody else. She knew how to use that curling iron. She knew how to put the color together and colors and stuff. She mixed this color with that color, and the person got the color that they wanted. You understand what I'm saying? She had the, all the different tools. She knew how to naturally use what was in her hands. You understand? So what are you naturally good at? You got to look at, what am I naturally good at? Some people, I don't know if I'm good at it now. Are you good at something? What are you passionate about? The second thing, what are you, pa- what are you really passionate about? You got to figure out what, when I, when I hear about this, when I think about doing this, I just get passionate. It just makes me come alive. Something jumps in me. When you see somebody else do it, something inside of you jumps. Your baby jumps when you see somebody else doing it. That's when you know that's what you're supposed to have in your hands. And number three, what would you be willing to do even if you weren't getting paid? You, would be, you, would, you, just, you couldn't stop doing it. Even if you weren't getting paid, you would be willing to do it. That's how you know that's something that you're supposed to have in your hands. Number four, what do others say all the time? Hey, that's you. You know, other people see it. Sometimes you can't see it, but they see it. You know, you just, every time you do that, every time you sing, it's just something about it. Every time you share the word, it's something about it. That's when you know that this is me right here helping. it, It don't have to be nothing grand or whatever. It can just be helping people. Because some people get it all twisted that it's got to be something grand or whatever, but it can just be the fact that you know how to help people, that you know how to make people smile, that you know how to serve people. There are different gifts and callings in the, in the kingdom of God, and so we all have something that we bring to the table. Number five, what brings joy, love, and satisfaction when you're doing it? What brings you love, joy, love, and satisfaction, love, joy, and satisfaction when you're doing it? What is that thing? Think about that. that I, I just get joy when I do this. You know, I, I, got, I get a, when I'm done, I have a satisfaction down in me that I've done something that, that was my calling. It brings joy to me. I love doing this. I love it. And then number six, what has God been saying to you? See, that's the most important one right there. You got to listen for the voice of God. Just like when God was speaking to Moses, the Lord was speaking to Moses. He said, Moses, this is what I've called you to do. I've called you to go and set my people free. And he said, I'm going to put something in your hands. I'm going to put a staff in your hands. And you're going to use that staff to do what I've called you to do. So you got you to hear, what is God saying to you. See, Moses had to go up on the mountain by himself, and then God began to speak to him through a burning bush. And Moses went over and said, I will see what is the mystery of the burning bush. And that's when the Lord began to speak to him from the bush that wasn't being consumed. So when you want to find out, like, what's, what, is you, what have you uni- uniquely called me to do? You got to go and have some burning bush moments with God. Spend some time alone so you can hear him speaking to you and telling you what your mission is. Because we're all here for an appointed time and for a appointed season. When our time is up, then it's up. So while I'm here, I'm doing everything that God has called me to do. You understand? And lastly, if you never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, then I want to let you know that this is your opportunity for those that are watching because it's only is this. It's only when we place our lives in God's hands. See in God's hands, we can be great in God's hands. We can walk in truth in God's hands. We can be, we can, we fulfill the destiny that he's called for us. When we get in God's hands, we're protected, we're covered. He watches over us. He keeps us, he guides us. God says, I want you to be in my hands. But see, he's not going to grab you and force you in his hands. He wants you to come into his hands so that he can change your life. So today I want to offer Christ to those who, wants to, who want to make the decision to come into God's hands. God is calling you today and he said, I want you to come into my hands so I can change your life. And even if there's anybody in the house today who maybe you just got off track a little bit, but you wanna get back on track and get back into God's hands, then this this call is for you too. Because when we're in God's hands, in God's hands, it's the safest place to be. So I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, right now, I ask you to come into my heart. I believe that your son Jesus died, was buried, and rose on the third day. And now I'm asking Jesus to come into my heart. I believe in you, Jesus. I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord and as my Savior. Now come, live big in me. Let the Holy Spirit fill me that my life would never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made that confession this morning, if you believe that in your heart, not just made the confession, but you believe in Jesus and you have received him into your heart, then guess what, my friends? You are now a part of the family of God. And we'd like to welcome you into the kingdom. Now it's important to find a good church home where you can grow in the in the in the lord you know if you're ever in the bremen area you can come visit us at kingdom rock you can look up the information at kingdomrock.org to find out exactly where we are if you're in this area or you live in this area, we would love to have you to become a be a part of this family amen and if and if not and you're somewhere else find you a bible believing bible teaching spiritual church and you have to know when you go there when you watch that thing that, that that it bears witness with your spirit because every place is not a home amen so you have to be careful with that we want to thank you for tuning in with us today and we want to thank you for just allowing the word of god to be sown into your heart and we pray that your lives will never ever be the same again